Matchalava and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matchalava. And today is Saturday, June 5th, 2021. And it has been a really, really productive day for me. I've been happy with it. I've been happy with the way things have been going. We had one release today that I didn't even really spend any time on. Probably should have because prices look decent in some sizes. So I'll cover that real quick and then talk a little bit about what I did today and some of the things I'm looking for in the upcoming week ahead. So just real quick, we had a Yeezy 500, I think it was light top release or taupe or however you say that. And they released today, they had some decent prices for lower sizes, so could make some money on those. And higher sizes had somewhat decent prices with a low retail $200. These were actually pretty decent shoes. And I just haven't had any luck with Yeezys at all. Like, foot size, I haven't had luck with Yeezys since, I think, February when the Sand 350s came out. And then Yeezy Supply, I don't even think I've ever hit with a bot. So it's just, they're not, they're not like my forte. And I've really hit the point where I'm like, okay, this is just a waste of my resources. I'm wasting residential data every time that I enter for foot size and every time that I enter for Yeezy Supply at this point. I'm just not doing these today. I don't feel like dealing with them. They're probably going to come in. I may hit some bad sizes. So even if I try and hit the lower sizes, that's going to lower my chances of hitting. And even though they have decent profit, lower chances of hitting already with poor botting abilities on Yeezy Supply and foot sites at the moment, it's just not a good recipe for success. So I said, screw it. I'm not doing that. I got other stuff to do. And I went about the day. Now, I got a negative feedback on eBay last night. That was the other thing that happened, which was really not that much fun. I don't really like getting those. And the reasoning for it was like completely absurd. So somebody had bought an Xbox from me and I do no returns on my consoles because they're going to give me a lot more problems than they are good. I've seen people get returns. I've seen people get returns of empty boxes. Like it's a thing that happens. So I said no returns at all. And I put it in the description. I turned off returns for that specific thing. And the guy requested a return. And I said no, because he said, the box had been open. He he said that he opened the box and played it, and it just it felt like it was slow to him. It felt like it wasn't shooting fast enough, and he just didn't like it enough. And at that point, you're almost like, okay, well, maybe you just suck at Call of Duty, but uh, that's not what I'm going to respond to the buyer. I just declined the, the return, and he gave me a negative feedback for not messaging him back after I declined the return, which was it's just an absurd thing. So not a big deal. I'm going to get that removed. I just got to go through the steps. The way that I do that is I message eBay and or I message the buyer and I say, hey, I'm sorry about whatever the issue was. Here's what I can do for you. If it's a missed message where they're trying to return something and I just missed it, I'll say, hey, I'm sorry about the missed message. Um, I'd love to give you a refund, whatever, as long as it's legitimate. If it's like something completely fake or false or going to be a high priced item and, and they're just seeming like a scammer still. I will go through and say, hey, I'm very sorry about this. I can't offer a return for this reason. And that was what I told him today. I said, hey, I'm very sorry. Here's the reason why I don't do returns on these because there are a lot of people that will send back empty boxes. I don't like to deal with the the ability or the, the issues of getting scammed. I don't think that you're a scammer. I just think that it could happen. So the company policy is that we don't do any returns for consoles. And he didn't get back to me. So that's what I'll do. And then step number two is to, because sometimes you can get people to like fix feedback that way. And that's what you want. You want the people to fix the feedback before you really have an issue. Now, I think you get five feedback revision requests every year. It may be a rolling 12 months though, which is kind of, it kind of sucks on eBay's part. They're doing a rolling 12 months because that means that once you 
do one feedback revision request, you have to wait another 12 months for that one to be removed so that you can get it back. You know what I mean? It's not like it starts January 1 and December 31. It's if I have a feedback revision request today on June 5th, 2021, until June 5th, 2022, I can't request another one, which is ridiculous. So I don't know. I got to see about that, but that's what I'm going to do next. You can request that and say, hey, I would request that the buyer revises this. It goes to the buyer. It's a special message they get and all that kind of stuff, and they can choose to fix it that way. If they don't, I think they have 10 days to go through that. If they don't do anything about it, then you call eBay and you say, hey, I've done all this. I messaged the buyer. They didn't get back to me. I requested a feedback revision request. They didn't do anything, and I'm at my wit's end. This seems like a kind of like a BS excuse right now for why they gave me a feedback. What can we do here? Can we get this removed? How can you get this removed? All that kind of stuff. And usually they'll remove it, barring that it's a legitimate thing. Like this, this is kind of bogus and, and legitimate on my end, bogus on his end. Okay, clearly, like I wasn't trying to screw the guy. I just told him, hey, like you just didn't like the item. And that's the reason he put, it literally said reason did not like, or I think the reason is just didn't like on eBay. And then he went in to describe how he sucks at whatever first person shooter game he was playing. So I don't really know like what I'm supposed to do about that, but for you to get upset about me not responding in a message, well, I don't have to. And that's never been a requirement or a standard on eBay. That's not the typical thing. Now, will I do that in the future going forward? Probably because that eliminates one issue. And I'll just make a generic, like pre-written message that says, Hey, sorry, we don't accept requests or returns on this item because it is a high risk item for us to lose money on via people sending back empty boxes and stuff. I appreciate your business. I'm very sorry about this. Hope you have a great day. Send. You know, like something more personable. That's the takeaway that I have from this. But it's a little bit ridiculous that he gave me a negative feedback. Regardless, I'm going to get it fixed that way. So that's what I do to remove them because I have gotten a few in the past. I sold a bunch of those Fortnite cards whenever they first came out. And they printed a bunch of them with errors on them. I didn't know this, but they printed a bunch of them with errors. And I got a message from somebody in one of the Discord groups that I'm in that was like, hey, I saw you're selling a bunch of these Fortnite cards. Have you had issues with people getting like non-working codes when you send them out? And I said, I have, but I thought those people were scamming me. What are you, like, what's going on? And she went on to say that she actually scratched a few of them off herself and tried to type them into like a Fortnite account and they were saying they had already been used before they'd even been scratched off. So my theory is that Whoever printed the cards accidentally double printed some of the like the, the codes on them. And so they had already been scratched by somebody else and used, but like other cards were duplicates. And I don't really know how that happened or how that got messed up. But yeah, I was sending out like duplicate cards that hadn't been scratched but had faulty codes. And people were messaging me back saying, Hey, these aren't working. And I didn't call, I didn't do anything about it because I was like, this person's just trying to scam me because it's a digital item and I can't prove that it that it didn't work. So I kind of didn't message anybody back. I ended up getting a bunch of negative feedbacks. Ended up getting them all removed just by going back, talking to each buyer, working them through it, refunding them, saying, hey, I'm sorry. I've been getting a lot of scammer, like scammer people. I didn't realize this was legitimate. I've been looking into it, and I just got back to like my eBay account, blah, 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 and fixed it. But it took a lot of time, and it's not something you want to deal with. So when you get those negative feedbacks, you need to deal with them immediately. You contact the buyer. Do whatever you can to make it right within reason. Okay, somebody being upset with their Xbox that they ripped open, damaged whatever the box probably is. Like, like Walmart's not going to take that back. And I'm not saying on my end, but like if you go and buy something like that and use it, Walmart's not going to take it back. Why would I take it back? Like no, no 
company is going to take that back unless it's actually broken. But if you walk into Walmart and say, yeah, I just didn't like this, they're going to say, that sucks. Get out of here. We're not going to give you your 400 bucks back. If you walk into there and you say, hey, this is broken, like smoke's pouring out of the side of it when I turn it on, like they're going to take it back. Now, I'm not saying to do that, but if that's the truth, you probably should take it back so that your house doesn't burn down. But like that's what we're dealing with here. And that's basically what he said. He's basically like, yeah, I just don't like it enough. And I'm like, well, that sucks because you spent 400 bucks on it and you just completely ruined the item for me. So you have to keep it. Like that's how it works with these items. So went from that today and we had a release on we actually had two releases i forgot about the other one a frag dunk high that came out so the fragment did a collab with nike and they collabed on dunk high clean colorway really not that great in my opinion though i mean nothing to to write home about it was i don't even know if it was dark gray or navy blue so kind of like a a black and dark other dark color colorway for this dunk just nothing nothing to like I said write home about just nothing crazy so either way that came out and I entered for that didn't hit on that shoe so took another L today because the first shoe I didn't even enter for I guess so took the L on that and then went about just getting some stuff worked on for my business the main thing that I got done today which I was super pumped about was I got set up for some future releases that was a big thing that I did but then I also got my spreadsheet that I use to keep inventory basically like my whole inventory tracking system where I put inventory into it and then I take inventory out of it whenever I sell it and stuff like that I mark down the sales in it it tracks all the information like that and automatically calculates based off of the different formulas per platform and different fees per category what my profit was and it's taking me a lot of time either way the issue that I've always had is I've never been able to enter items in whenever I buy them as multiples. So I've always had to make a new line for each item. So if I buy 10 of an item, that's 10 different rows that I have to enter in. And it's very time consuming. And then when you're going back to enter a sale, you don't know if you're accidentally entering the same item twice. So now you may have an item that's double sold and an item that's showing in inventory that it's still there. And that's just a problem. You don't want these sort of things as you're trying to scale. They'll hold you back because you'll be stuck going why did I sell 10 pairs of these shoes yet I still have five pairs in stock and these other pairs look like they've been sold I don't know how many times like then you're trying to figure out you're going back and balancing it it's just a mess so I figured out how to do that how to put instead of one pair of air forces 10 times I put one pair of air forces and then a quantity of 10 and based on the amount of times that I enter it in as it being sold, it reduces the amount I have in stock. It's pretty nice actually. So I have that, that'll save me a ton of time. And then I went through and that allowed me to enter all my item SKUs on eBay that way, because I didn't want to have to enter. Like if you have the same item 30 times in your item sheet, each of those has a different SKU on my sheet or it did. So now I'd have to enter each of those SKU numbers into eBay's sheet, like eBay's item thing. It was just a mess. Like the, the custom label on eBay would have had 30 different SKUs in it just for one item. It would have been a complete mess. So I reduced all that. I put all my custom item SKUs on eBay now. So whenever that pair of Air Force sells, I can just type that item in on my sheet. Whenever I go to the sold sheet on my, my spreadsheet that I have, type in the item number and it'll bring it up and then mark it down as sold and just like streamline the thing a whole lot. So that's actually good. Now it feels like I'm actually running a business, not just some ragtag thing with the accounting side of my business, which is nice. And it also allows me to outsource it a little bit more. So trying to build the the whole accounting and number side of my business to be outsourceable. That way I can 
send it to somebody else, either give it to somebody over in the Philippines or somebody locally that wants to do it and just have them do it for me and not have to worry about it, check up on them every once in a while. But now, instead of dedicating an hour, two hours every week, maybe dedicating 10, 15 minutes. And that saves me a lot of time. I can go back and use that time for more stuff that's more profitable for me. So that's what I worked on today. Good day overall. And yeah, I mean, just things, (laughs) crazy things across the board, I think. You have people that are hard to satisfy on eBay. You have people that are easy to satisfy on eBay. But when you have a buyer that gives you negative feedback, just follow the steps I said earlier. Take care of that immediately. If it really comes down to it, call eBay and talk to them about how to get in that thing settled out or fixed and usually they'll help you out so hopefully that helps you out today i am going to go you guys have a great rest of your saturday and i'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast have a good one peace